I know you're gonna dig this. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast, Brian Olson here, and my guest today is a chief business storyteller and story strategist, and he is none other than Dennis Morrison. Now, Dennis has worked in the film and TV industry for over 30 years and has created brand content for top brands, including Diesel, L'Oreal, and Red Bull. Now, he's consulted on numerous video projects for small, large companies, helping them develop their video strategy and build their audience. He also teaches filmmaking and storytelling in international film schools and does workshops for businesses and professionals who want to communicate authentically and effectively. He's created a storytelling-based marketing platform to help coaches, course creators, and small business owners take full control of the marketing and sales in their business. Using the power of storytelling, they're able to confidently attract their ideal audience who want to buy what they offer. Dennis, welcome to the show. Great, Brian. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Dennis, I have to ask you, do you have tea the same time every day? No, I do not have tea. <laughs> I, I, I have one coffee a day, and that's in the morning. And I have a coffee machine. I have a milk frother. I don't use normal milk. It's oat milk. And I like the ritual of making it. Nice. Now, that's great. Yeah, I've always heard about English tea time, and I just wanted to understand, is that a real thing, or is it just dependent on who you are and your family? I don't know. <laughs> I think there's many people who are into tea. I, I like herbal teas. I buy herbal teas from a, a, um, a place online where it's actually the leaf. So I think I have things like Ayurvedic chai or, you know, or chocolate matter, you know, I'm a matter and things like that. Gorgeous. That sounds amazing. I love it. I love it. So you come from the TV and film industry. That's how you got your start, right? Exactly. Yes. That was many moons ago when I was starry eyed and I hadn't a clue what I wanted to do in life. And I actually was an extra on an ad and I thought, hey, that's a nice gig. I turn up, I get fed, and I get paid at the end of the day. And the first day at lunchtime, they said, hey, right, you can go. I came back the next day, and then I suddenly saw all these trucks and all these filming gear come out. And I was like, what is that? So I just want to put this in context. This was pre-digital. This was when, when you watch TV, it just appeared on TV. And that's when my love for wanting to work in this industry started. I said, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So what led to you starting your current venture? It's very interesting. I love it. We'll dig in a little bit deeper. But what led to, you, to the decision for you to step on your own and start this movement that you're, you're all about right now? Um, well, a, a few different things. Uh, but I think one of the big things was I was in the process of creating an um, online program. And storytelling was a big part of it. But there was other things that I wasn't very good at. And because I was seeing what other people were doing, I thought I had to include it. And I was like, but why am I doing it? Because I don't really understand that bit. I know this really well. I know that really well, but I'm struggling with that. And then one day I just thought, nope, I'm not doing it. And I just stopped. And then it's amazing how our mind works. Within a day I went, let me look what I've done. I pretty much had a lot of the foundations already there for the storytelling platform. And that's what really drove me to focus on it. And the other thing at the same time, many people were talking about storytelling. Many people are now, but they keep using Luke Skywalker and Star Wars, and it feels very kind of theoretical, not practical. And I just thought everyone's talking about storytelling, but no one's guiding people on how they can do it themselves. So that really 
drove me on a mission to be able to create a platform to enable people who feel they can't tell stories, as well as those who feel they can, to be able to do it consistently for themselves. And I think the key though is, it's not any old storytelling. I like to call it business storytelling with a purpose. We want someone to do something after listening to our story. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's about that nice call to action. I, you know, some of the best ad campaigns, and I know you've worked with, you know, L'Oreal and, and Diesel and Red Bull, it's, it's, they really pull the heartstrings and they really connect to their audience and they build that vision. You know, I always say in my business, facts tell, stories sell. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer in analogies and really connecting to people personally. Is that really what you think what's missing today in marketing and sales is that personal connection is more about what you're offering versus their current situation, how it relates? You hit the nail on the head. I think it's been very much about, hey, I'm offering this, I come and get it. And I think now, especially over the last year, it's kind of brought it more to the forefront. People buy into people. People choose people and what they're offering. And suddenly, how you communicate, how you turn up, how you can be yourself becomes re- has become really important. And some people struggle with that because they're still under the, and don't get me wrong, I've suffered from this myself. I've had to work on myself to be able to do this. But you kind of look at other people and think you need to be like them. No, you need to be like you. That is so profound. You know, you look at everyone and there's a lot of followers and a lot of leaders, you know, there's, there's very few trendsetters and trailblazers and innovators and the rest are just trying to drag on the coattails. And, you know, they always say imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? But in this regard, you do. I mean, people by look at, think about it, think about David Bowie, right? How different that person was back in mm. the day. And, you know, he stood out and people thought he was, said he was nuts and he was crazy and he was so different or Freddie Mercury, whoever. But those are the people that really embraced their uniqueness and people really followed suit after them and respect them for it. And it was so, they weren't just like one of this, like a big blur. They really stood out from the crowd. And I think, like you say, a great sales pitch or a great advert or a great you know, commercial or whatever it may be, a great email, who knows what it is. If it really stands as unique, it tells that amazing story that connects you know, in a somewhat broad uh, approach or somewhat even more personal. Some of it could be a little bit more specific if you understand mm-hmm. the industry's pain. I think that's very, very important. So tell me a little bit about the start of this movement, right? How has it been received thus far? What's your your approach? Are you dealing with more sales-driven organizations, maybe some marketing-centric businesses? What's your primary focus right now? That's a great question. When, when you do something, it, it, it can be interesting and attractive to many different types of people. And some people have said, hey, why don't you target these people or these people? And I've kind of decided to put my energy, and it doesn't mean other people can't get involved, but on digital product creators, coaches, small business owners, and service providers. Because I feel that they need that help and support. And oftentimes, they are the ones who have to do it themselves. I think one of the key things as well is many people want to farm things off when they're not ready to farm it off yet. If you don't know your voice, if you don't know how you want to communicate, if you haven't actually done it, then how can you get someone else to do it? Because it will never sound like you. It will never be like you. And you will feel that mismatch. No, absolutely, Dennis. I'm so glad that you're doing this. When I, you know, we first met, it was, I was so excited because not many people believe this. And I'm so glad that you're, you know, carrying the flag for this movement. It's so amazing. I'm a firm believer in my success in my industry and in my life is because of this very thing. Thank you. Now, I love how you talk about 
using storytelling in your marketing and sales so you can become an audience magnet. Why do you think storytelling is so important in sales and marketing? And what do you think some of the results that would come out of this if people shifted their mind and shift their approach to more storytelling instead of just fact-based marketing and sales? Okay, uh, the power of storytelling is it connects with people on an emotional level. I think that's what storytelling is. It's like we want to connect with people emotionally. The other thing about storytelling is when done right, the person listening feels that they are telling the story themselves to themselves. So it's really about building that connection on a human level, not, as you said, not a data fact-based level. And then as you craft, I, I like to call it purposeful storytelling. Business storytelling is purposeful. There's a reason why we're doing it. And But the more you do it and you craft stories using the right structure, using the right wording, and being guided on how you can do that yourself, then you become an audience magnet. Now, the key is, when I say an audience magnet, it's about your ideal audience, your ideal client or customer. We want to repel people who aren't our ideal clients or customers. We want to attract those who are. So people are really discovering now that all the stuff that used to work doesn't work anymore. So people are thinking, so what does work? Yet they forget to realize that the things that they're attracted to do have stories embedded in it. And I think the other thing, when people look at stories, they think, oh, it's complicated. It has to be some massive hero's journey. That's just one of multitude of frameworks that can be used to construct stories. The key is what is the learning or the purpose of the story? And what's your call, your call to action for your audience? Because ultimately, we're using business storytelling that ultimately leads to a sale. Absolutely. 100%. You know, people buy for emotional reasons and they justify them with logic, right? That's what happens. Exactly. So, yeah, no, you really have to connect. It's the first step in any sale, any marketing is rapport. It's connecting. It's the human element. I totally agree with that. Now, my question is, is it better to be a storyteller with the English accent, right? I, I tend to say yes. I don't know what your opinion is. Well, um, well, you know, <laughs> that's uh, was quite funny. No, I feel... This is actually really important for people to understand is that you can tell stories. People want to buy into you. I think it gives people the opportunity to be themselves. Long gone are the days when you're trying to be someone. We want people to see us for who we are and how we communicate and gravitate towards us. Although I do talk about purposeful storytelling that leads to a sale, really what we're doing by using stories, we're getting our ideal audience or client to choose to buy from us, which is very different than us selling them. They are choosing us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I have a quick question for you here, uh, Dennis, as far as maybe a yep. salesperson who is positioning their business, you know, talking to a potential partner, is telling a story uh, maybe about the origin of the business, you know, where you're headed, that type of thing, or is there a connection between the organization and the people that are in it, you know, like the leaders or the key members of the business. What do you think? All of the, all the above. We tell different stories at different times to different audience members. Yeah. And each person's at the different stages of the journey with you. So yes, you could talk about your organization and the people within it, just as much as the challenges that you may be going through, just as much of how you've benefited other clients, 
just as much as how much a potential prospect, a potential client, the pain they could be feeling right now, the challenges they're having, and how what you offer is the antidote, the solution that they're looking for. So it's not one type of story. Many people who are talking about storytelling, they're kind of given the impression that you tell one type of story only and keep repeating it. I disagree with that. Storytelling is a way of communicating. That means we embed it in how we communicate. It's not one type of story. And the other thing is a story doesn't have to be massive. It's about the journey and connecting with someone emotionally so they buy into you and want to hear more of what you're talking about or what you're offering. So I'd say it's all of the above and more. Oh, I love it. Great answer. Great answer. Now, is storytelling the same as uh, analogies? Is there, is there one, are they one and the same or are they different? Analogies are part of storytelling. Yeah. So there's multiple ways to tell a story. Analogies are important. Going through journeys are important. There's lots of different stories. I mean, I was speaking to someone yesterday and we were talking about storytelling. It's like, you don't want to hear what I did for breakfast today. We're not, it's not that kind of story. However, if what I did during breakfast, something happened, and then I can tie that to a learning or a struggle a client's going through and how our solution can fix it, then that is a story we can use. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So now I know you have um, something called the My Story Framework. We'd love to learn a little bit more about that. Okay. Um, so my story framework, um, I've, at the end, um, I've, I've got a special gift for your audience. Um, Great. We'll go into more details at the end, sure. which has um, my story framework. But let me go through, there's nine questions within that. So this will help you get clear on your story and why someone would want something from you. So let's start at the top. Who are you? What makes you unique or special? What's your gift? Why do you do what you do? What inspires you to do what you do? What do you love about doing it? What qualities do you have that earns you the right to influence others? How does your product or service benefit others? And why should people come to you? This is just one framework. And you can see just by going through that exercise, it gets you to really think and dig deep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know it's imperative, you know, to find your inner voice and be able to tell your own story. And I think it's a good starting point, right? Is to really frame exactly. up yeah, your own story and, you know, to, to make it tight, concise, be it compelling enough with enough detail, right? How would somebody begin to do, how would you pull that out of somebody? If somebody's, maybe they're not a good public speaker, they don't have much imagination, they're very analytical. How, what would be the first step, do you think, into somebody being able to find their voice and start to be able to craft their own compelling story? Um, they have to get out of their own way. That would be my first tip. Um, they need to <laughs> avoid perfectionism. They need to just do it knowing that, yes, they will feel vulnerable because they're not used to it they'll have to get out of their own way of feeling they have to control everything. They have to also know that they know the answers already. They just need to listen. That's what they need to do. And just by going through, this is just one of many different frameworks, but going through this, this gets you to ask yourself difficult questions that only you yourself could ask. 
and answer. And the key is, because it's my story framework, this particular one is for you. This helps give you clarity on what you're doing, why, and why someone should come to you. I think one of the key questions within it is, what qualities do you have that earns you the right to influence others? The key is qualities. I didn't say skills. What qualities do you have? So this is just an exercise, I feel, that someone who feels they can't do it, yes, some of the questions are difficult. But if you're willing to go through the process, and many people are serious about growing their business, this is something that I feel everyone should do. I do too. It's a, a huge benefit on the back end of this. You know, there's so many people that talk to me and say, you know, we just went to market right away and we don't know what our vision is. We don't know what our mission is. We don't know what our real bio is or our value is. And they think about it after the fact. They say, let's go to market first and figure it out. It's very difficult to mm -hmm. do that. But I, you know, it, there's so much value in understanding the story of yourself, the story of your own business. I mean, I told, I don't know if you know this, Dennis, but I worked on an account, you know, you know, years ago, maybe three, four years ago. And I was taking care of a T-Mobile and it was an account. They said, listen, the, the company is, we're really dropping the ball and T-Mobile is our biggest client. We're going to lose them. You know, the person mm -hmm. that was servicing the account really dropped the ball. So we need somebody to do this. So I'm, I'll never forget it. It was a day I went with my wife and daughter to the Natural History Museum. It was a very hot day. I came back and I was scheduled to speak with the person who's in charge of hiring for this position. And we had a conversation. I told him a story. I literally told him my journey you know, the only of the applicable parts. And I weave this amazing story. And I had it down to a science. I've been doing it for so long. At the end, he was like, wow. I mean, that is so compelling. The guy paid me six figures based on that story. And, you know, so I'm a firm believer in knowing your wow. personal journey, your business journey, interweaving them in, you know, making the, the, the emotional moments, the, the, the funny moments, you know, knowing mm -hmm. how to read the audience, knowing when to take a breath and check in and how to engage the audience, you know, and kind of shift a little bit depending on the mood and the tonalities and the body language and mm. you know, how you're reading them. So I'm a huge, huge believer, firm believer in, in this method. Now, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about the audience magnet seven step framework. I love it. Maybe you can share a little bit about that with the audience. Oh, I'd love to. Thanks for asking. So the seven audience magnet seven step framework, this is kind of um, in my bigger program and it's really digging deep. And the seven steps are define, define your path. Many people or many, many frameworks even out there about what do other people want? This asks you, what do you want? Because by knowing what you want, we can then design something that fits around the life or lifestyle that you design. Two, offer, clarify your offer. It ties in all the elements you've mentioned about understanding who your ideal avatar is, um, what they're looking for, their challenges, why they're interested in what you're offering and what you're going to offer. Three is audience. You need to pinpoint your audience. Who is your ideal audience? And remember, we can have multiple audience, but we want to target one first. Four, that story or storytelling. And this is where you build stories, you create stories, and you sell with a story. Five, that's attract. You attract your ideal audience just like a magnet. So where are they? And become that audience magnet. Six, engage. Emotionally engage your audience and turn them into clients and customers. And seven is transform. 
transform your clients and customers with your products and services. And then you just repeat from four to seven consistently. That's wonderful. Dennis, this has been fantastic. Maybe before we wrap up, maybe you can just tell us a little bit of a story about yourself to connect to our audience, kind of give them a little bit of a taste as to what they're in for when they reach out to you. Okay. I'm going to tell you a story that's nothing to do with business, but yeah, let's just tell you a real story. So many years ago, I, my, one of the film, I, one of a film I created was selected to be in a festival and I was like, great. And suddenly I thought, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go because my film's in the festival. So I saw where the company was. And I thought, oh, they're in Austria. Okay. So I'm going to book a flight. So I booked an EasyJet flight, went over there, booked a hotel, flew out there. It's quite a long train to where I was staying in the center, stayed the night. And the next day I thought, let me go to where the festival is. So I kept asking people, where is this? And everyone was looking at me thinking, um, I'm not sure. I, I don't know where this place is. And I kept asking people and they were saying, maybe it's up there, maybe it's down there. And after about three hours of not finding the place, I looked again and I was in the wrong country. Oh. I should have been in France. Their company was based in Austria, but the festival was in France. So I was booked to be in the wrong country for the next five days. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did you make uh, lemonade out of lemons? Did you have a fun time while you were there? I decided I'm going to have fun anyway. Hey, um, there you go. I'm not tying the story to anything, but just using that, that's a real example of something that happened. I could tie that into a, a business lesson. No, so what I want to say to all of you listening is you already have the stories in you. The, the question is, how can you then turn them into lessons that's for your ideal audience that brings them along the path to choosing you? Well said. Well said, Dennis. I love it. Now, Dennis, just have one final question. It's just a personal question just to get to know you a little bit better. So okay. you are going to be retired and very happy, very successful on your own private island. Now, you can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be? Oh, wow. That's a, one book. Um, Ogmandino, the oh no, one, I know the book, Shantaram. That's the book I'll be taking. Okay. Yeah, so that's the one book. Oh, it's such a fat book. It's amazing. Have you ever read Shantaram? I have not, but I, maybe I should. You, oh, yeah, you get that. <laughs> one movie, that's, can, can, I, can I choose an episodic? Sure. Episodic drama. Sure, why not? Ray Donovan, that's what I'll be choosing okay. as mine. And then one album. Oh, that's really tough, that is. It is. I would, I would choose an artist called Katie Tatum, yeah? Amazing, okay. broken beat, jazz, fusion, um, based in the UK. He's phenomenal. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He can play all the instruments. He takes you into world. So they're the three I'll take. Nice. I love it. Great answer. Dennis, how can people utilize your services, learn more, connect with you? Well, firstly, um, I'd like to offer your listeners a free gift. Um, it's the four types of storytelling with 60 ways to engage your ideal audience. And you can get that at theaudiencemagnet.com forward slash one broken cog. 
And when you grab the free gift, you'll also get the opportunity to access the Sell With Story five-day mini course for free. Um, if you'd like to contact me directly, you can go to audiencemagnet.com. And you can also connect to me on social. I think LinkedIn's the best place. Just search for my name, it's Dennis Morrison. So LinkedIn slash in slash Dennis Morrison. I'm the same on Instagram and same on Facebook and same on Twitter. Wonderful. Dennis has been awesome. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the coffee if you haven't already had it. I think it's late there in the UK, right? It is. It's half nine at night. <laughs> wow. Hey, and you still have the energy to do this. I love it. You're a warrior. Have a beautiful <laughs> evening. Have a good night's sleep. And uh, hey, let's stay connected. Keep up the good work. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Brian. Thanks for having me on your show. It's been a pleasure. You got it. My pleasure as well. Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.